This is the Branches Podcast. We try to keep it simple in this family of faith. Love God and love people. Let's not make it harder than Jesus intended. If you'd like to know more about our community of faith, you can visit us at branchesoc.com. So the day after Christmas to New Year's is just a chaotic week. It's like you don't even know what day it is sometimes because it's just different. It's a different type of week. You're all out of rhythm. All of your routine, your habits are thrown off. For a lot of people, they're not working, for you know, working out, for family. It's just, it's different. Um, which may be one of the reasons why these New Year's resolutions are so commonplace because you come from this chaos with no rhythm to saying, you know what? I need a rhythm. I need a routine. I need a habit. I want my life to be this way. And so now I'm going to get back on track or I'm going to start a new track. And so as I thought about that, I thought about what someone once said about habits. They say we make habits, but then our habits make us. And that is very true in my life. And as we talk about these habits and thinking through this next year, like what are the habits we should actually be doing? I mean, for example, one of the big ones that everybody wants to do is diet. A diet is a habit. It's a routine. It's a habit saying I'm going to consume these things, but not these things. And as the older you get though, you begin to realize that um, a diet is more than what you eat. It's what you watch, what you read, uh, what you consume, who you follow, who you give to, who you take from, um, who you spend time with. It's your life. Your life is made up of habits that have made you. And the idea of starting new habits or getting rid of them, just the word habit just sounds bad to most people. Um, For example, the word habit is quite often associated with addiction or drugs. Um, I have a bad habit. I need to get rid of that habit. But I love that word. And the word habit is interchangeable with rhythm or pattern or routine. But for this brief message, let's focus on the word habit. Because as we look to what we're going to plan, shouldn't we have a mentor in this? Like what habits should we take on for this new year? And when we think of habits to take on, who better than Jesus? Because Jesus had very clear habits. And so I just want to focus on one right now, the main one. The habit that that I think most defines him. And as followers of Jesus, and even for those that aren't following Jesus, this habit can transform you because this habit can make you. And so uh, it's in, it's it's all over scripture, but this one pass, this one scripture, I think is, sums it up. And it's in Luke 5, 16 and 
Jesus has all of these people pursuing him. Uh, he, he's overwhelmed with the crowds and the, and so it says that after this crowd piled around him, it says, yet, as was his habit, he withdrew to deserted places and prayed. So a rhythm in his life, and we especially see it during chaos, was to withdraw, to pull away from others. This didn't mean like, I give up. It means just to pull away from other people, go to a deserted place, which means a place with nobody else, to be alone, and he prayed. But to, be, to pray is just another word for sitting in the Father's presence. So it was a habit for him to get away from everyone else and be alone and be with his heavenly Father. And so as we listen to this, as we look at that and we think of ourselves, if Jesus was faced with pressure and with push and with press in living, then it doesn't seem so abnormal that we do. And the way that he reacted to it was to withdraw so that he could be alone with the Father because all of that other noise got in the way. Um, I mean, he, this is a pattern that we see him repeat over and over again. And there's only a couple I just wanted to kind of highlight because there's so many that this would be much longer. Um, one in particular was when John the Baptist, his cousin, uh, was killed, beheaded. And when Jesus got the news, it said that he immediately withdrew and went away. Another time there was a huge crowd and you know we talk about him getting into the boat and um, but he didn't get into the boat. He took his other disciples and put them in the boat and he sent them out and then he went up to the mountain alone and stayed there till night alone. He withdrew because of the chaos and the pressure and the push and he needed to go and be alone with the Father. And if Jesus had to withdraw, if he had to pull away to be with the Heavenly Father, how much more do we? And so it's comforting to know that even he had to deal with this, but it should be encouraging and should move us to make this a habit, to make this a pattern and a rhythm in our life. Many people are talking nowadays of the importance of having a morning routine. Well, it said that Jesus would get up early in the morning and go and be alone. And at times he'd go, he'd pretty much just leave his cell phone back and nobody knew where he was because it said that Peter would be like, does anybody know where Jesus is? They'd have to go looking for him because he said, look, I need to be alone and away and I don't want people to know where I'm at because I just need to be with him. And the cool thing is, is that our heavenly father, God himself, our creator, wants to be with us. This isn't a one-way thing. It's, a, it's an intimate relationship between father and child. Do you have this habit? 
most people have a hard time with this routine, with this habit of pulling away to be with the Father because um, either guilt of pulling away, like, oh, I, I mean, I'm wasting time. Um, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I got so many things going on. I don't have time to do this. Um, some people are, um, they're afraid. They're afraid of being alone with God. Am I going to be bored? Or maybe they were with, they did this at one time and they said, well, I didn't get enough from it. But for most people, it's ignorance, like not knowing this can be done or how it can be done. And what does it look like? It's really simple. It's as simple as just pulling away and going away to talk to the Father and listen to the Father. I was completely ignorant of this whole idea. And I remember my friend, I was in college, I was a freshman, and I went to his dorm, and he was on the top bunk, and he was just reading this book. And I went, oh, what are you reading? He goes, I do this every morning. See, because he grew up, his father um, and mother modeled it for him. And he had this book, actually, My Utmost for His Highest. And as he explained it to me, he goes, well, there's a, a date for each passage. And it's just one page and one tiny section of Scripture, of God's Word. And then this guy, Oswald Chambers, would go through it. Now, it was written a long time ago, so if you get the older version, then it's an English that's different than ours, but there's plenty of updated editions like this one. And that habit has never left me. I don't always use this, but I need tools sometimes. I need um, models. Uh, I sometimes go and talk to others and say, how does this look for you? But that began in me the habit and the routine and at times there's this great filling, but a lot of times I don't feel anything. We don't do this to get something. That's so important. We're going to be alone with the Father. And so this habit, you need to understand that you need to enter in with no expectations. And so I wanna close with this. I wanna close with what do you do? What does this look like? Well, if this is a great tool, and there's plenty of other tools, but it starts with a, a commitment. That's why a lot of people will call this idea of withdrawing to be alone with the Father. They'll call it devotions because they would say, I'm devoted to this. It's a commitment. And of course, people miss days or miss times, but there's a commitment to it regardless. It's not like you start a New Year's resolution and then you go, oh, I blew it, and so you just stop. No, it's this devotion to it. So the first thing is you just show up. That's it. Well, how long? Hey, how long? I, if you've never done this before, I'd start small. Why try to go an hour? Why try to go two hours? How about just, how about two minutes? How about five minutes? There's no rule. Um, no expectations. Don't expect that something magical is going to happen. You're coming to sit. And primarily you're coming to sit to listen. But just being in his presence is the most valuable thing you could do. But if he speaks, if you have the word of God open, 
or if you just know that he's speaking to you, then come with an expectation to listen. And then, of course, obey. Because as I found with withdrawing and spending time with the Father, that this habit I've made now has made me. And I hope the same for you. Start this very minute. Click it, stop, and show up. May God bless you.